What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I want to do an extension to yesterday's Q&A video. I had two really good questions on there that were around this topic that I like to talk about every so often, about creating work that matters. And I wanted to give these their own video to address them in. So let's get to the questions. So Robert Kennedy asked, how do you know when you're creating work that matters? Can we judge a photograph by the amount of interaction it gets on social media? What merits a truly exceptional photo? I want to keep pushing myself and my photography, but to do it in a constructive way that will help me grow as an artist and perhaps inspire some other people along the way. Thanks for all you do. And then on that same thread, CM Gaston Photography wrote plus one on this one. It's hard to escape the equivalence, quote unquote, more likes equals better picture. But it's also hard to get valuable feedback outside of this logic. Work that matters is something that I talked about in a video that I did a few months ago, and the title of that video was called Nobody Cares About Your Photography. I will be the first to admit that that title does go on the offense, and what's interesting is when people saw that video, you could tell there was a whole slew of people that didn't watch the video. They were offended by the title and came in there to rip me a new one in the comments, which is fine. Um, then there was also a contingency of people that came in there and that thought I was being arrogant and say, how dare you decide? Who decides what work matters? Who's who's the judge? And, and I make work for me, and that's all that counts. Well, let me clarify. First of all, I would never, ever in a million years stop somebody from creating something and being happy with that. I think that is beautiful. I think that as human beings, if you have something that you can do through a creative gesture, whether that's photography, music, dance, art, whatever, if you have a creative output that brings joy and happiness in your life that you derive from, that is very successful. And on one level, that is work that matters. And I have no problem with that. I encourage that. It's the complete opposite. But what I was talking about in that video, and I think this is where some of the questioning comes in, is what is work that matters and who determines work that matters? And how do you apply that to yourself? And it sounds great, sure. Um, and so I want to step back a little bit and say that, you know, one of the downfalls that I think we have is that we live in a day and age where our society promotes celebrity and fame and stardom. And I think if you look at that in the photography world, there's certainly the household name photographers, Ansel Adams, Henri Cartier-Bresson, uh, W. Eugene Smith, maybe to a large extent. I mean, you know, the list goes on. And there are people that have ascended, um, particularly after their death, it's like the Jimi Hendrix syndrome, into this, this status where they're just like, will never be surpassed. And yes and no. I mean, I'm not slamming any of those guys. I love all those photographers. You guys know I've covered them on the show before. I've talked about what makes their work great. We've analyzed the composition. We've gotten into all that. And what's also interesting is if you look at the, I call them the deserving many, but the people out there who haven't been successful for whatever reason or haven't been quote unquote discovered, people like Saul Leiter, he was completely unknown. He didn't have a very successful career shooting for magazines. He got jobs where he could. He had to sell these amazing paintings that he had to pay his bills at one point, but he wasn't discovered until probably about 12 years ago when Howard Greenberg found that he had all these boxes of color imagery that he'd taken under his bed and they did a show and that kind of brought him to the world stage in terms of attention. Nowadays, we know who Saul Leiter is, but we didn't during most of his lifetime. It wasn't until right up a couple years before he died that he experienced any kind of success or fame. So I think it's fair to say that work that matters does not equal fame or success. I think another great example of that is Dave Heath, who, I mean, he was 80 something when he finally got that show at, at Philadelphia. And that's amazing. It, it, but he created work that matters. It doesn't have anything to do with fame. It has things to do with giving a damn. It has things to do with your personal take on it, your personal enjoyment. It has to do with going the extra mile and caring about things. 
I know a lot of photographers and I would never name names, but they love photography. But what they do is kind of easy sometimes. It's what John Free calls easy shots. It's it's taking it out and not really exploring the angles or or what are you trying to say with the photograph. And not every time you pick up the camera, you're going to get a winner. I mean, that's that's just how it is. And, and there's no thought that goes into it, but they love picking up a camera and shooting something and then blowing it up on the screen and pixel peeping and getting into it. And that's fine too. But I wouldn't say that on a bigger level, that's going to be work that matters. On a very personal level to them, sure, that is work that matters. But if you pull back and we're looking at that larger picture, well, there is the way that the art world or media or what have you treat the celebrity syndrome in there. And that I don't think necessarily means that work matters either. That is largely out of our control, even if it did mean something. Um, I say largely because Ansel Adams was very good at understanding the value of promotion and he did a lot with business and promoting himself and he was a household name during his lifetime. Other people weren't. Um, but Ansel's work mattered. Um, you look at somebody who basically documented in black and white, um, pushing the boundaries of what could be done with black and white photos with landscapes and weather in the American Northwest or oh, clear down to California. I mean, Ansel was amazing. I have the utmost respect for Ansel. The PR and the business side and the fact that he sold his work was great too for him, But and we all know his name, but but he created something that, that it mattered in the long run. Now, Here's another question. Can we decide for ourselves what matters and what doesn't? I think you have very limited control over that. I think the best thing you can do is strive for an intelligence in your work, understanding of what's around you and what of, of what time you're in, uh, knowing what's become for you, um, knowing what other people are doing and what the possibilities are. I think those are things that can feed into that. Uh, another perfect example of this, I featured her on the Artist Series and I talk about her all the time because I love her work, but Laura Wilson, she does work that aesthetically, it's not going to be Peter Lick kinds of stuff that you see in museums and hotels. It's stuff that makes you think and, and she goes through and questions various types of people that live in this world, various lifestyles, various types of portraiture. And she said it best in that video where she said a portrait isn't about a handsome man or a beautiful woman. It's about capturing a character in an essence. And so therefore some people that may not be what Hollywood considers to be beautiful people are more interesting to photograph. That is where we're getting with work that matters. That is striving for something. It's not being lazy and just snapping a shutter. It's about giving a damn. It's about having an opinion sometimes. That's hard to do. It's about not being afraid to, to upset people sometimes and try to do something and push that boundary of what hadn't been done before. In fact, I hate to say this, but in that first question, Robert, I think you may have answered your own question because you say in here, I want to keep pushing myself in my photography, but do it in a constructive way that will help me grow as an artist and perhaps inspire some other people along the way. That's work that matters. I, 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 you've answered your own question. That's about all you can do and you have to keep trying. It's difficult, it's hard, but it's not about composition. It's not about drawing triangles on something or one of the big popular websites like now likes to just force it on anything. And it, it, to hell with composition. It doesn't make any sense sometimes and it doesn't matter. You look at Henri Cartier-Bresson who was textbook classical composition all the time. He was working with triangles. He says so in the intro to The Decisive Moment. He, he talks about uh, the exact techniques, dynamic symmetry, uh, rule of thirds, all the things that, that went into what he did. And they were very deliberate. 
But what came right after him? Robert Frank comes along. Robert Frank said, to hell with that. I'm making pictures that are raw, that they're ugly, that sometimes the angle's kind of slightly off. Sometimes the focus isn't exactly right. But what he did was he went on a trip across the America and found a way to portray a side of Americans that were not being shown by the mainstream press. You can say maybe that was one opinion that was, there's there's a number of ways you can look at this, but is Robert Frank less great than Henri Cartier-Bresson? I don't think so. I think both are equally important, and I think you could go through the entire lineage of photography, not just street and photojournalism, and you can start to look at these same similarities. It's, it's people that push for something that realize that a photograph goes beyond what camera you're shooting on, what lens you're using, do I have the latest gear, what am I using to edit? It None of that matters. That is not going to make your work matter. It may make your work look slick and more beautiful, it may polish it up, and that's nothing wrong with that, but that is not going to be at the core of what is work that matters. Work that matters is a craft, it's a pursuance, it's it's understanding that you're going to put on the overalls, you're going to go to work every day, you're going to try to get better at something, you're going to do it over and over and over again until you can get it into you and maybe that goes somewhere and there's no guarantee. That's the other thing. There is no artist in life or alive in the history of the world that was guaranteed success on any level. Eugene Smith, Brayson, none of those guys. They made business moves alongside, but I'm saying those are two different things completely. And that's why there's the deserving many, and that's why there's the unknowns. Here's another harsh reality, is that who decides what work is important, particularly in the art world? Well, history decides that. People decide that, and there are things that it's not one particular curator or one particular scholar or one bookworm that goes in and determines, hey, this is great, everybody dig it. It's not that, it's what we accept as people over time. and. Along those lines, if you want to be relevant in that echelon, it's creating work that is of its time, it's it's of a moment, it's of a place, it, it is the right time and the right place in the right moment. And I'll give you a prime example. I've talked about that book, La Strada, before with the Italian street photographers. And most of those names you have never heard of. And when I got that book, and the work in there is mind-blowingly good, and you start to look through and you're like, okay, why haven't I heard of this guy? This is amazing. I want to see more of his work. And you go Google and really nothing comes up except maybe that photo that you're looking at. Well, the reality of it is, and they talk about this in the intro to that book, is that the Italian school of street photography, as good as it was, it came along after Bresson, W. Gene Smith, and all the guys that had already done the photojournalism thing because during the war, they were photographing works that were being produced in Life magazine and across the board. And a lot of those guys were kind of a second stream that came in. But it was the same thing as the original, even though very well done, but it wasn't of its time. It was a little late. And I think that's why, unfortunately, history was unforgiving to those gentlemen, even though, or women and men, that, that were incredible at what they were doing. So there's really no way of looking at it. And, th and that's what the thing is, is none of us can control what that opinion is in the end. The second question, I do want to address this. Sorry, I got carried away in that first one. And this was the one that, that plus one on this one, it's hard to escape the equivalence of more likes equals better picture. Uh, hard to get valuable feedback outside of this logic. Well, okay, first of all, social media, my personal opinion, social media, social media, social media is important. It is important because it gives you an avenue and a vehicle to get your work in front of other people and it's a way to start conversations with other people. At its best, my favorite thing about social media is I have friends that live all around the world that I met through social because we connected at some point with photographs. 
and that is important. It had nothing to do with an image getting 20 likes or 100 likes or 6,000 views or whatever that is. It doesn't matter because the reality to that is it's somebody that has friended you and they're sitting in bed on Instagram and they're doing this cesarean thumbs up, thumbs down thing before they go to bed and that's not gonna ever gonna be a gauge. So you can't go into social media to use it as a gauge necessarily for feedback or value of your own work. In fact, I think you were headed for disaster if, the, if you can't separate the value of your work with what happened at the time you posted it on whatever that was. So that is important to understand, uh, first of all. The second thing that's important to understand is that you're looking for ways to create a conversation. Early Flickr days was my favorite time of Flickr because it was before Yahoo bought them. It was this renegade thing. At the time, it was very relevant. Today, it's less relevant. Instagram is more relevant. Anyway, at the time, it was Flickr. And I have friends that I made that I still talk to today that I still have utmost respect for, that I love their work. It's because I liked their work and they liked mine. We started a conversation. We took that to email. I've met many of them in person. People like my friends Davin and Gala, who live in Toronto. Uh, people like Bob Smith, who's also in Toronto, people like Katya Horner, who's in Houston, and the list goes on. There are a lot of people that I met in those early days. One I reconnected with recently is a guy named Terry Flick, who lives uh, locally, and uh, that's the magic and the power of that. Anyway, we're off the subject of work that matters, and I, I apologize, and this is getting long. I'd like to know what you think, though, so leave me a comment and tell me. This was a real rambling diatribe, and I apologize if that was a bit much, but anyway, um, that's all I got for today. So, as always, if you enjoyed this rant, please remember to like it, share it, and subscribe to the Art of Photography so you'll up, be up to date. I can't talk now. So you'll be up to date when all the latest and greatest things that we do here. And until the next video, I will calm down. I'll see you guys then. Later.